Supergirl Radio. This is Greg H. calling in with some feedback for Supergirl Rebirth issue number six, the finale of the Reign of Cyborg Superman storyline. Let me get to some parts that I liked. I liked how when one of the pilots was surprised that Supergirl the catches plane, she was like, of course. I mean, why wouldn't she be able to catch a plane? Really. Um, Cat Grant threatening a radio station to broadcast Supergirl's signal was priceless. And so Cat Grant, I loved how Kara cited Wonder Woman's work as to why she should still be allowed on Cat's team of innovators. And last but not least, my favorite panel of this whole book or series so far is the one at the end where Kara reveals her giant S under her shirt because how does she put it? That means I have work to do. Radio Rebirth, your source for the DC Comics series called Supergirl Rebirth. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are going to discuss and review Supergirl number six, which was written by Steve Orlando with art penciled and inked by Brian Ching. The description for this issue reads, Reign of the Cyborg Superman Finale! Our Argo City is on a collision course with Earth, and the Girl of Steel is the only hero that can stop it. Cyborg Superman and Kara Zor-El clash in a cataclysmic final battle that leaves only one standing. So this is kind of the end of the Cyborg Superman arc, I think? I don't know, there's a little cliffhanger at the end of this issue that sort of makes it seem like something could happen? Uh, But this description says that it's the finale. So I guess it's sort of wrapping up the Kryptonian invasion and everything that goes along with that. And Cyborg Superman and Supergirl have kind of a big showdown slash talk. So, Morgan, what did you think about how Supergirl ended things with Cyborg Superman? Uh, (laughs) um, I mean, I think it was good. It definitely, it felt a little bit repetitive like it felt like they've been essentially having the same conversation for this entire arc so it's just like him saying like you should put your people in front of everything else and her saying like that's not right you know the earth is my people are my people too now and him going like ah oh, something crazy and then, <laughs> and and in this issue like the ah oh, something crazy was like i guess i'm going to have to kill you <laughs> whoops <laughs> but like every ep- like it feels like every issue it's it's like they have a discussion about like the nature of family and home and like 
what society she fits into. And then he's like, forget all that. I'm going to do something crazy. <laughs> so it's like, I'll forget all that. Like, I'm going to kill Eliza or like, forget all that. I'm going to imprison you. And like this one, it was like, well, we've come to the end. <laughs> like, I'm going to have to kill you. Well, I, I would agree that a lot of this has kind of played the same story beats and the same conversation beats for the most part. The one thing I did think was new information that I actually really kind of uh, is glomming on and glomming on is a, is a phrase people use, or is that just something that I, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, when I, when I said it, I was like, wait, that sounds like a made up thing in my head. But <laughs> I, I, I glommed onto the Kryptoniad mention i i was very interested about that because you know i love my kryptonese and i was like what is this kryptoniad that they speak of and i could not actually find a good answer for that i looked it up it looks like that there there is such a thing in dc comics canon but i'm not sure exactly what it is i found some websites that mention that it might be a poem i sort of thought it was like some sort of ancient scripture for kryptonians where did she mention it um, so there is uh, a scene where so Supergirl and Cyborg Superman are fighting, and then there's a big boom and explosion, and this is when he's talking, like he's telling this story. Oh, of, yeah, this is like when he flipped the switch and he was like, "Guess I'm gonna kill you now." Now I'm gonna go crazy. <laughs> this is what's gonna have to happen. But he tells this story <laughs> of uh, this goddess and Sathona. Who gave this character Jornay, I guess, Jornay Drom of Mythic Zal City an impossible choice to kill his son and spare his city or save him and let the city burn. And so Cyborg Superman thinks that he is now in this similar choice where he's going to have to probably sacrifice his daughter to get his mission accomplished. So I thought that was really hardcore when you took it to that level like he's he's kind of fought with supergirl before and he seemed like he was always that character who wanted to do something crazy to get this thing accomplished but when he put it in those terms of that story that made it a lot more menacing for me that he was like well i know you're my daughter but i will i'm i mean if i have to do it i will kill you so uh, that that really did. He took the crazy to another level in this issue. But I, I thought that that was new information that I thought was I thought that was actually kind of interesting. But yeah, the the thing that uh, was also pretty menacing to me is that he referred to the Kryptonian invasion as a rescue mission. And that he says, you know, it's our right as a race. And I was like, what? This is not even your planet. I don't understand how that is a thing. So uh, he was very, he really did not care about Earth or any of the people on it. Uh, so it was a good thing that Supergirl stopped him. <laughs> so after she she stops him, and I felt like, to be honest, I felt like I missed something when he was like, oh, I'm, I'm shutting down. And it was like, why can't I move? And she was like, because I knew how to turn you off. And I was like, huh? Yeah, she... She basically says that she figured out how to do it when she was imprisoned uh, by Cyborg Superman. I don't know exactly. Oh, how you know she what? Knew. I just realized that for some reason, when I was reading this, it skipped over like the whole page where Cat was sending out the signal. That's super important. In this <laughs> <issue>. <laughs> 
basically the most important part. I was like, wait, this is a new page. So for me, and I wouldn't recommend reading it this way, but for me, they're just fighting. He's like, I'm going to kill you. And then like the next thing is he's shutting down. I was like, oh, how to do that? That, would, that would be really confusing. It was very confusing. Okay, so this makes more sense now. Okay, that's that's not a criticism of the, of the comic. That's a criticism of my reading comprehension. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it is a good question, though, because I don't know exactly how she knew the exact signal to send out, to have Kat send out from Catco. But, uh, yeah, that's how they, they shut down all the cyborgs, which was uh, was actually a good plan, I thought. You know, to use the technology, the cyborg technology, to shut them down. Instead of trying to fight all of these things, just power it off. Great idea. Yeah. Pretty smart. Yeah, so I I guess if I was to ask you about uh, Cat Grant helping Supergirl stop them... That would not be something. Well, I am I am catching up now. I am I am reading the uh, the pages that I missed all along. I like how she used people's like technological devices. It's like oh, we can make the signal stronger by like using everybody's cell phones to like kill these cyborgs. Like I thought that was a pretty interesting because everybody's got a cell phone, so yeah, it's pretty pretty effective way to do it. Very effective, and people. Wait, something's coming from the Catco app. <laughs> <laughs> it's an actual bubble of dialogue spoken. Wouldn't you want to know what was on the Catco app? Like, I wish I feel that... like that left me with more questions. Yes, now because I want to know more about the Catco app. Like. Are there in-app purchases? Like, is it is it like news? Is there a Catco game? I would I would assume that there is. From what we know of Catco, this is what I imagine. I imagine that there is a Catco magazine section that maybe. Uh, well, not in this version of the story because this is from the show. But uh, you know, like just thinking in terms of the show, like maybe there's a Catco magazine, maybe there's the radio station stuff that Livewire had worked on at one point. Maybe they have a special Snapper Car news section in there. Um, <laughs> it could be it could be called Snap Watch. Like, what if he had a column and it was called Snap Watch? <laughs> that would be the greatest thing. Um, but yeah, I kind of want DC Comics to put out a Catco app. I think that would be I would good. download it. I would download it too. I think that if they did some sort of a supplemental thing to the Supergirl Rebirth comics, I think that would be really smart. I, I would totally be into that. Um, but yeah, so the Catco app is apparently uh, <laughs> part of how they stop the cyborg Superman <laughs> and his his army. Uh, we'll just send it out over the app. <laughs> well, and Cat is like barking orders like this whole time, I guess because of the immediacy of how, you know, how quickly they need this to go out. She's like yelling at whoever that poor person is on the other side of the phone call. I would not have wanted to be that person, but she is fussing at them. So she got some, she handled some business, Cat Grant. Well, it's she, so she's yelling at somebody who has like a radio station, and in my head, it's Livewire, but <laughs> it doesn't say that it's not Leslie. It doesn't Willis. say that it's not. It it could yeah, it could be Leslie. It could be. We don't know. We can go we don't on that. Know. We can go on that assumption that it is. 
I think that is a safe bet. <laughs> Since I, I skipped pages of the comic, it very well might be. <laughs> it, was on, it was on the one the one or two pages I mentioned. There's a secret page. When <laughs> Just Leslie the most Willis, important part of the yes, story. <laughs> where we get to see her on the other side of the phone call. That's the hidden page in the Supergirl number six comic that Morgan has not seen. Keep 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 looking for it. You'll find it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, so we kind of talked about some of the story um, with with the cyborg Superman elements of it, but Kara actually, Kara Danvers, not Supergirl, got some time in this as well. And so she goes to have a meeting with Cat Grant after Cat has handled all the business with the signal. Then she's back to she's back to you know Cat Co business as usual, and so she takes a meeting with Kara. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I thought I, I actually got that part. Uh, <laughs> it felt like um, like the ending post after she sort of takes down um, her like cyborg Superman slash her dad and the fake Argo City. It felt like um, the end of Lord of the Rings, like the end of the trilogy where there's like 10 endings. Yeah. So it's like it's like she meets with Kat and then she's making dinner for uh, Eliza <laughs> And then she's like getting called into the office, and I was like, "How many more pages is is this book?" <laughs> that is a good point because you would think once she, or at least I would have thought, like once she got this young innovator's position, that would kind of be a good way to go out of the comic. Um, but I guess they had to end on a little tease of you know something for the next issue. But you're right. Yeah, I there thought that was like Dakota. So it's like she has that meeting with Kat, which is which is nice. And then she um, she meets back up with her fellow intern, and there's like a little bit of of tension between the two of them, as always. And then it like cuts over to it's what Doctor Henshaw like underground going towards the Argo City, and I was like, dun dun dun. And then I, I flipped the page, and, and, like, she's cooking dinner. And I was like, what is happening? Yeah, I think I think I felt the same way when I was reading it. I was like, well, that would have been a good cliffhanger in and of itself because I don't know what these people are doing in the Pacific Ocean. I would have, I would have come back just for that. But uh, there was more story to tell, apparently. Um, but it was nice to see, like, Kara making dinner for the Danvers. And uh, getting to see her use her super speed while she was cooking. That was actually very nice because I mentioned on a previous episode of Supergirl Radio that I was uh, missing Supergirl's super speed on the TV show. uh, Especially for mundane things around the house. So it was nice to see Supergirl in this comic actually use her super speed to cook. Which I totally would do. Although sometimes I don't think cooking with your super speed would help always. Like you would still have to leave. Well, but if you're Supergirl, you can use your. I'm overthinking this. Like <laughs> I, I was thinking, you could you could do all the cooking yourself. Like just with like your heat vision and your super speed, you could like make a real like a real nice meal pretty fast. I think. Yeah, I, I was initially going to be like, well, cooking a salad you could probably whip up pretty quick, but you would still have to put things in the oven. And then I was like, no, Supergirl could do that too. She she could still cook something with the heat vision. I feel I feel like I'm like thinking of ideas just to pitch whoever and like a Supergirl on like one of those like MasterChef shows. Yes, I'd watch that. <laughs> yes, I would totally be into that. 
But yeah, I really liked the Kara scene when she goes into uh, meet with Cat Grant, especially because the thing I like about these Supergirl rebirth issues is that they bring up things from other comics, like characters and uh, references to other stories that actually teach me things about DC Comics and the characters and the the events that have happened, which is kind of nice because I do like to do my research. And uh, so when Kat goes in, she mentions, when Kara goes in to meet with Kat, she mentions that she read Reflections, which was written by Diana of Themyscira, who, of course, is Wonder Woman. And so I was like, I'm very curious. Is that a real thing, or is this just made up for the Rebirth issue? And apparently it is a thing that was mentioned in Wonder Woman Volume 2, number 196. So that was neat to have a reference to Wonder Woman. Um, but I did think it was a little convenient that, like, she just, car goes in there, and she's like, well, I really want to take a risk. And Kat was like, you're hired. So I thought that was a little easy. <laughs> I feel like Kat was also taking a risk on the person who like didn't even show up for their first day. <laughs> like, she's like, I do too. I do too. <laughs> Let's see if that you show up so tomorrow. True. That is so true. She's like, you're not going to be late ever again. And Supergirl is like, sure. That's <laughs> let's let's go with that. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was pretty fun. And Kat um, also mentions that her CatCo office has been fixed overnight because of all the shenanigans that have happened in National City. And I guess her office got a little mangled up, but it's been fixed because she has Henri-Claude Tibet, or uh, I guess in French it would be Tibet, I would guess, uh, has him on speed dial. And I was like, I don't know who this Henri guy is. But according to the DC Wiki, I looked him up, and he is a wheelchair-bound Canadian architect who is one of 12 chosen for a cultural exchange to Themyscira. And his first appearance was in Wonder Woman Volume 2, number 37. So we got a lot of Wonder Woman references in this issue. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, if you're going to be talking about Wonder, Wonder Woman, I feel like she should show up sometime. So Yeah, I feel like we should get a Wonder Woman appearance. I honestly thought that her um, that Catco had gotten fixed by James since he he kind of lives there now. But <laughs> I mean, he might as well be doing something. <laughs> that's 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 where he's been. <laughs> that's what I'm going to assume. Popping into the comic, uh, uh, fixing fixing all the monitors. That's now what I'm going to assume on the TV show. What he's doing late at night. He's just like fixing stuff like hand, just like doing, fixing property damage I, I think that like if we're talking about like different spin-offs that they could do like a james like uh like one of those like fl- like flipper flop kind of shows mm-hmm. with james where he just renovates things <laughs> i would also watch that i think that would be great for him i think he would he would do a good job uh so what did you think about the art in this one did you have any um panels or pages that stood out to you uh, I actually really liked. I'm looking at the um, uh, the Kara making dinner at the end, and I like the way that they showed the super speed. I thought that was really cool. You can kind of see like exactly what she's doing. Like you can see her chopping vegetables and like measuring things and putting stuff on the stove. But it definitely that has like a little bit of like a blur effect to it. And I just kind of like that whole 
it's like only like three or four panels, but I liked it because when the when the ser- when this series started, she kind of didn't want to be like part of the family. She was like really pulling away. She was really acting like a brat towards uh towards Eliza and Jeremiah, and now she's like cooking them um, a Kryptonian dish, even though she doesn't have like the good Kryptonian spices. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was, I thought that was interesting. I, I like that because she's sort of like, it's sort of like she's gone through this whole thing and she's kind of embraced the fact that like, even though her home world is gone, she can kind of still have a little bit of it with her. I think that's a really good point and not one I had immediately connected, but I think that maybe her experience with her crazy father has made her rethink this Danvers situation. Like, hey, these people aren't trying to kill everybody. Maybe I'm not <laughs> good with them. So maybe she's They're not around. so bad. <laughs> They're not so bad. They actually like me and want to spend time with me. Uh, and they're not killing people. So maybe I should give this a shot. So, uh, yeah, I, I like that, too. I wish we we could get more time with Kara and the Danvers family. I, I, I would like to see that uh, just for me personally. And I also thought it was funny. I There's a there's a panel on that same page that has Kara bringing the, the dinner to Jeremiah and Eliza. And I, I had to zoom in and be like, is, a lot, is, a lot, is this still missing a hand? Yeah, she's still missing a hand, I think. So uh, did did the, was that ever explained? Never explained. explained. Never explained. <laughs> Still don't know why she has no hand. Uh, it's, it's, I'm so confused. It's the continuing mystery of uh, the missing hand uh, for Supergirl Rebirth. Uh, but I I did like that that page. Uh, there were there was a lot of things in uh, this issue that I I liked particularly, uh, which is a hard word to say. <laughs> When you're trying to spit it out, um, but so like on page six, there's a there's a big uh, Supergirl punch which I liked, and it had like the primary colors coming off of it to show the power and the speed. Um, so I liked that, and all the panels of kind of seeing like how the trajectory of Cyborg Superman, where he's going when she punches him. I really <laughs> I really liked that, and it was nice to see on uh, I think it's page nine. Cyborg Superman is actually doing cyborgy things, like his his arm and his hand turn into this some some sort of technical uh, technological weapon uh, that sort of latches onto Supergirl. And I was like, "Hey, Cyborg Superman's doing some sort of cyborgy thing. I like that." And there was uh, on page eleven and twelve, I thought it was a really good use of the visuals where um, Supergirl is kneeling down because she's you know she's been in a fight, she's kind of resting. And she is hearing all of these people and what they're saying about her being concerned about Supergirl and helping each other. And so I think Supergirl is very inspired by hearing everyone else kind of uh, be concerned about other people, like being um, selfless. And so when that happens, she goes from a, a position of kneeling down on her knees to standing up. And on the next page, she's like, you know, standing up and she's strong and she's got her, you know, cape blowing in the wind and so i i really like that page i thought that that was a nice way to uh turn the page where um of course for me it's you know swipe the page because <laughs> I, I read it on my ipad but it was a nice way to go from one page to the other where she was down on her knees and then she she you turn the page and she's standing up and i i, I liked that a lot i thought that was very effective for me 
And on page 16, I'm trying to go to it now so that I can reference it. So <laughs> I, I, I thought page 16 was like, for me, I thought it was the most beautiful page in the in the whole issue. Um, it's Supergirl finally defeating Cyborg Superman. He's now down on his knees. And she's basically saying, like, I would have helped you save Argo if you weren't crazy. And um, <laughs> she's, she's like, holding him, like, hugging him from behind. And it's a really sad image to me that that they could have been a family. Like, they had another chance to do this. They could have made this right. And he just, because I maybe because of the cyborginess, his his brain had just become something else and so uh he was not open to helping uh their people in a a a good way he decided to be very violent and not work with Kara so um it's a very sad image but it's very pretty and I I like the colors in it and the the use of um I guess that's the ocean or a wave or something coming off of I think so so, um, so I thought I thought that was a, a cool visual that they were down on the ground when, um, I guess Argo was like crashing into the 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 um, the ocean there, like the sea. Yeah. So, yeah. So I thought that I, that I was thought a that nice was image. really effective as well. Yeah. I thought I got sad about that. I was like, oh, yeah. If only you've been less crazy. If only you decided to be a rational. Uh, Kryptonian. Yeah, I realized there was a there was you know the other one that I really liked in this one was a uh, was was on page twenty. It's basically just like a full page of her, and she's like opening her shirt to show the S shield because she's gonna get to work. And uh, she's like, "Oh, that means I have work to do." It's really cool. It's like very iconic Supergirl. Yeah, I like it because you get all of the image that you need to. Like it, it sort of cuts it off composition wise, where you don't see her eyes. But you kind of don't have to see her eyes. Like, you know who this is. So I think that, that that's cool. And I guess we should go to overall thoughts now. What did you think about this issue as a whole? I I mean, I liked it. Um, I I liked it as the, I thought the ending was, was sad. And, uh, and now that it makes more sense to me, <laughs> <laughs> I like that they, they utilized Cat as kind of, I mean, kind of Cat saves the day. Um, yeah. So I like that as well. Like her, her human friends are just as instrumental in saving um, the city as she is, which is um, which is cool. Especially because she's kind of trying to justify like why she's sticking up for these people, and she's like, "Look at what they can do." Um, I I did find the whole story like overall like I I think it could have been tightened like i think it could have been shortened because i felt like by this issue it was kind of repetitive i think i said it earlier like they were kind of just having her and cyborg superman were having the same argument like but for issues so while i like the ending like i like the way that they ended it and i'm excited for you know her interning at catco and some of the other storylines that they had set up i wasn't i didn't love how it kind of felt like sometimes we were getting the same story beats every single issue. I would agree with that. I think that anytime you, you do an issue like this, I think something needs to progress and move forward. And it seemed to be uh, stuck in the same 
thing for a lot of issues. So I would agree with that. Um, I did like how this ended, though, where Supergirl finds her cyborg Superman father in, I guess, DEO custody. And she says that no matter what you've done, I'll help you. I'm not giving up on you. And I was like, well, that's exactly what Supergirl should say. So I liked that about this issue that she, even after everything that's happened, even after everything that he's done, she is not going to give up on him. So I, I liked seeing that out of Supergirl. But I did, I, I left with a, a maybe a silly question, but I was like, okay, I guess DEO handled the cleanup is what they say in the issue. But I was very curious about what's going to happen with that big city slash kind of planet that is now in the national city harbor <laughs> or whatever they i don't think they ever address that so i guess is supergirl gonna fly it back up into space i don't know uh but that is something that i'm very curious about now they're gonna put up like apartment buildings there it's gonna be like the newest like oh, it's gonna be town. The, the hippest trendiest. up and coming yeah <laughs> um yeah i think that uh, cat grant has already like signed a signed a deed to build a, a new house there. Um, and I did notice uh, that they make a mention of Chief Bones, and that actually got me very excited because one of my favorite things about the D.O. in the comics is that they have a director Bones, who I've... <laughs> Morgan, I don't know if we've talked about this before, of all the things that we've talked about, it's sometimes hard to remember. But Director Bones is a really creepy character in DC Comics who is associated with uh, the DEO. He's kind of in Jean's position on the TV show, but he's like mm-hmm. he's like this Skeletor-looking character who like smokes a cigar, and he's like <laughs> the creepiest thing. And I love him so much, and I would be very excited to see him. In rebirth at some point. Uh, so that Chief Bones reference, I was like, oh, could we see Director Bones? That would make me so happy. But I don't know if that's going to happen, but uh, I appreciated the reference. So um, overall, I thought it was, it had a good ending. I liked some of the things in uh, reference to some of the other DC Comics characters and, um, and properties. So I, I enjoyed learning about those things. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for our thoughts on Supergirl number six. If you've already picked up this issue, make sure to give it a rating in Comixology or your DC Comics app. If you haven't bought it yet, Supergirl number six is available in the DC Comics app, Comixology app, as well as Comixology.com, Google Play, the Nook Store, Amazon, and at ReadDCEntertainment.com. And I'm sure if the CatCo app existed... It would be there too. It yeah. would be. It would be. It would definitely be in there. I'm sure. I'm sure. Cat Grant has like a whole Supergirl section that she is trying to <laughs> brand and pimp out for Catco. Uh, well, as far as keeping up with us, if you want to contact Supergirl Radio, you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail dot com. You can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at six seven eight seven one eight seven two five two. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. We are on Google Play and iHeartRadio, and we have become a literal Supergirl Radio on Spotify, so check out our playlist there. And we are also listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com forward slash dc-fans. And as always, we are on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you've got some time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review. 
And we are part of the DCTV Podcast Network, so you can follow at DCTV Podcast on Twitter and like DCTV Podcast on Facebook. Since we're having mega feed issues, I shortened this down for you, Morgan. So I, ho- I hope that's going to make life a little easier until we I get was the like, mega feed working. It's so short. What's happening? <laughs> it threw me off my game. <laughs> I think we're, we're going to try and maybe uh, try to find a different way to handle the mega feed. But until then, just follow us on Twitter and Facebook uh, for DCTV Podcasts. Well, and you can follow me on Twitter at DerbyKid. That's D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D. I'm also on Instagram at the TheDerbyKid, T-H-E-D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D. And you can watch videos I've shot and edited on my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash duckmilkprod. And you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mojotastic. That's M-O-J-O-T-A-S-T-I-C. Um, and you can also find me. I'm a co-host of the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, so you should check that out. Even if you don't watch the show... Yeah, just still listen to the podcast. You should definitely listen to the podcast. (laughs) All right, well, thanks for joining us as we read Supergirl Rebirth.